Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Southern Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And in the studio this morning, we're visiting with Marshall Weber. Marshall, it's great to have you on the air today. Yes, thanks for having me. Marshall, uh, I know we, we've talked about this a little bit, and I know you're on our. You're currently just uh, joined our FCA board here in Idaho Correct. this last spring, and uh, man, it's just it's great to to have you on the air and just to hear about what God's been doing in your life. And um, uh, I know a few weeks ago we had the Bill Buckner Memorial Golf Scramble out there at Falcon Crest, and appreciate all your help with that. And yes, that was, that was a fun, fun time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really fun to see Cal hit that ball. He's a really has a really good swing. That's right. We had Cal out at a, one of the holes, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Cal Ingram. Yep. Well, 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 Marshall. Um, I know that you. Um, you know, obviously, hockey's been a, a big part of your your sporting career and things like that. And uh, but tell us a little bit about where you um, where you grew up. And uh, uh, I know it was locally here. So tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved in sports. I grew up here um, in Boise, and I got involved with hockey through my aunt. She took my cousins and I out to Ice World, and uh, as soon as I stepped foot on the ice, it was just as easy as walking. How old and, were you uh, then? Let's see. Um, I was around 10 or 11 years old. Uh-huh. And so for most individuals that do pursue hockey, they start when they're three, four, five years old. All the players I grew up um, with playing, they had started as soon as they could walk. They were skating. So it was just fun to be able to get on the ice and instantly have a, a competitive advantage. Wow. So. so that was, you know, the end of elementary, part of the start of junior high yep. for you. Mm-hmm. And then did you do any other sports growing up? I did. I played soccer for one year um, for BNSC, the Boise National Soccer Club, and that was a lot of fun. It's a very good organization. Um, I also played basketball, which was fun. I played a few at a few. Um, seasons at the school level, and then I did camps. But um, my true passion was in hockey. Uh-huh. So, and then you got to—I know the hockey. Hockey's a little different than like regular sp- school-sponsored junior high, mm-hmm. middle school sports, high school sports. But I know a lot of the high school teams mm-hmm. have club teams around. Is that right? Correct. Here in the valley, the. When Capital High School had their final season as Capital High School hockey was um, the year that I was still playing, and then ever since I believe we've combined with Bora, which was our rival, so <laughs> that was tough. But uh, it was all for the sport, so it was good. Once you know we had to combine to get enough players. Yeah. Well, um, I know uh, you had mentioned to me that um, a lot of. Uh, you were on a lot of teams that got second. Maybe they didn't do so well during the season, but, man, they really performed towards the end of the season. Correct, yeah. Growing up here um, in Boise, we didn't have a lot of players on the travel teams that went around to Utah and California and, and Montana and that, those sorts of areas. In those areas, they have a, a greater population of hockey players. So we were at a disadvantage. We would always come into the, the final tournament 
of the year in last place, but then come out second place because they would always consider <laughs> us. Oh, we've beat these guys all year long. Um, they're not gonna. They're they're not a threat. And then we would come through and we would seemingly always get second place. So you guys had this steady improvement throughout yeah. the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, I know that um, I, I know a little bit about hockey here. I visited with John Oliver in the past. I know you got to play for John and, mm-hmm. and know him pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I know John's involved with FCA hockey back in, uh, uh, I think it's Minnesota now. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, used to be the, the head coach for the Idaho Steelheads and then mm-hmm. the Idaho Junior Steelheads. But um, I know hockey's a little bit different uh, in those, like, the end of your high school, early college ages, and there's different ways to, to make it professionally. Mm-hmm. And I I know that you um, you had an opportunity. Um, you had a unique opportunity to actually leave home your your senior year of high school, right, and go play junior hockey down in Texas. Yeah, it, it was fun. Um, I left my senior year to pursue junior hockey, which is between – High school hockey and college hockey, most players don't just go straight to college. They spend three and sometimes four years playing junior hockey. And then uh, that and there's was... teams all over the, the country, right? Yes. That play yep. junior hockey. Yep. So I went down to Texas, El Paso, Texas, and played for a year. I also played up in Canada, which was a lot of fun. Um, Canadian hockey is just a little bit quicker than down here in the States, and then back down in El Paso for another year. And then I came back to Idaho um, for my final season with John Oliver as the coach, which was uh, an eye-opening experience. He's a phenomenal coach. Yeah, I, I uh, spent a little time with John and I uh, and was got to be around the, the team one, uh, you know, a few times. And what amazed me was that there was this collection of players from all over, really all over the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, there's a lot of Europeans, Eastern mm-hmm. Europeans, um, uh, Sweden, Norway. I mean, there's all these players yeah. playing right here in Boise, playing at the Idaho Junior Steelheads, and mm-hmm. super unique. Yeah. Um, one of the comments J.O. gave us about our group, and like you said, when you have junior hockey, they come from everywhere, um, out of the country to the East Coast. Um, it's actually more rare to be from this Midwest area, but uh, one of the comments J.O. told us about our team was that we were one of the most tight-knit groups he had ever worked with, and we were really um, not necessarily fair to each other, but um, we were very uh, – sometimes you'll create cliques in groups, and he said that our organization when we started here was one of the the most um, – I can't think of the word, but – Just a lot of team cohesion. Yes, probably, our cohesion right? was really Pretty good. Pretty tight. Yeah. Even in spite of the fact that you're from all over. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, that, that was a big thing for you, your senior year. You, uh, you went, you were living by yourself in El Paso mm-hmm. and doing all those things you had to do to exist. And then and it seems like, um, from what I remember, you, a lot of the players have to pay, right? And, or you, and you either live in a host home or you have to get an apartment. Correct, yeah. Um, it was an eye-opening experience to have to do my own dishes, uh, do my own laundry. It, it was one day I looked around as I was resting between practice and workouts. I looked around my apartment, and I was like, I've got to clean up everything. <laughs> There's nobody here to help me. And that's when it set in. I was so appreciative of my parents. And right. you know, I finally realized, wow, they do so much. And 
yeah, that was praise God for our parents. Yes. Yeah. Well, so you played one year down in El Paso at junior hockey. Then you went up to uh, Grand Forks in, in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you were also, in that second year, also played a little bit in the Steelheads. And then mm-hmm. third year with the Idaho Junior Steelheads. And I know you were, you were a very, a very uh, fast skater. And uh, uh, you had a lot of hustle and mm-hmm. uh, 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 aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Sounds like you had quite the motor. Um, inside you as you played yeah i've really enjoyed working hard um i never cared about the score never mattered to me if we were winning or losing all i knew that i could control was my effort and that's what i was really good at was just giving 110 percent no matter if we were losing winning and and i was always satisfied with that after the game because at the end of the day, I can't control whether we win or lose in a team sport like that. I can just control how hard I work and really put myself on the line for the team and and just buy into the team systems and, and do my best. Right. So. Sounds like, too, that you, uh, as we were visiting earlier, you you kind of were a chaos maker out there in terms of causing turnovers and yeah. being able to get the puck back to your to your guys yeah i uh i really enjoyed doing things that people didn't think were possible and and one of those would be taking you know people off the puck that were bigger than me um my role as they my coach said in el paso was to hit everything that moves and in in (laughs) hockey that's that's a role that has a, a very high importance and it's um, in some sports, there's not very much physical contact, but in hockey, it's fair, and um, it really helped me channel some of my energy, and it was purposeful, and um, yeah, it was fun. Oh, that's cool. And you guys won a championship when you were with El Paso in, in the yeah. junior league? Yeah, we did. We went 56-4 and I think O or maybe 2 or something, but it was fun. Yeah, we won a – finally, after I left Boise, we got a – almost undefeated season and came out with the championship wow that's neat um i know that hockey eventually ended for mm-hmm. you um tell us a little bit about that there were some injuries along the way and uh that did most of those was that kind of a splattering throughout your career or did that those just happen towards the end well growing up here in boise I had the same role. I was just not as good at it. So I was doing a lot of checking. And um, when I was playing at that younger level, they didn't have rules against head contact. So, And sometimes the head contact was my fault. Um, just checking people and being shorter, my head would hit their elbows or, you know, heads might hit heads. And I didn't know that whenever I lost vision or blacked out for a quick second i didn't know that that was a concussion Mm -hmm. and so when i got to the higher levels and then when i was at a higher performance you know moving faster and hitting people with more speed and then um, intensity i got some more severe concussions and then my uh, last concussion that i got i was out for about a month and a half and went and saw a neuro specialist um, and he told me after doing a few scans on my brain that I looked totally fine and that my brain was normal, but he also said that he has professional boxers that come in and their brains look totally fine. You just never know what could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And so at that point I had to, you know, change the way that I played and protect myself and and uh, play with a little bit more control. 
And then they also started coming out with the head contact rule, which now they really, really enforce vigilantly. Um, But yeah, that last year here in Idaho, I had to change the way that I played, playing a little bit smarter and a little bit more um, safe. I never got hurt as in pain-wise, but that's the thing with concussions is there's no amount of toughness. Your brain isn't going to tell you, oh, it's hurting, it's hurting. It's just not going to operate properly. Right. So... It's not like a like a, a sprained ankle or a knee mm-hmm. or a torn ligament or a broken bone. Yeah, and that's one of the ways that in a few relationships with friends, I've been able to help them when they've gotten concussions, just shed light on, you know, this is not something to mess around with. When you turn right. 50 and 60 years old, if you're not careful now, you may not be able to walk or read or write. So, yeah, um, yeah it was just an eye-opening experience for me. Huh. Well, folks, if you just join us here on Heart of the Athlete today, I'm visiting today with Marshall Weber, who is a owner and operator and, and fitness trainer over Jack City Fitness, as well as he's on the SCA Idaho board and Correct. former hockey player. So, well, um, I know at that point, as you were, were your career was ending, you had to mm-hmm. reevaluate kind of your role and your purpose, yes. and you kind of talked about how it changed a little bit the way you played that last year. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and how you were just trying to figure out what you were because you obviously you were pursuing hockey and and Mm -hmm. maybe to get to the professional level yeah my goals with hockey were to first play where i didn't have to wear a cage so i achieved that with junior hockey and then i wanted to play in a league where i was allowed to fight because fighting was allowed in hockey um it has a, a it has a role and then i wanted to play college hockey so i had achieved the first two and then the third one was to play college hockey which pursuing that um came out out of the picture with my injuries and really just all the time growing up i i knew god was a part of my life and you know going to church and taking part in um devotionals with my mother every morning and you know being involved in fca and young life locally here but um yeah it was uh I, f- I forgot where we were going with oh, that. We were going with just well, I, and you got a phone call. Yeah, oh yeah, after, after uh, hockey had finished. That's correct. You got a phone call from your old coach, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of launched you into a new purpose. Mm-hmm, that's correct. So once I'd retired from hockey, then John Oliver gave me a call and said, "I've got this youth hockey player. He wants to play AAA hockey in Texas, um, but he's just had double knee surgery." And uh, I just took him under my wing and um, started waking up at 4.30 in the morning before going to full-time work and full-time school at BSU and picking this individual, his name's Jack York, um, picking him up at his house at 5 a.m. and then going to a local gym and training him. Um, And he recovered from double knee surgery achieved his goal of playing triple a hockey and then all the way up into junior hockey wow um but yeah wow and that that kind of birthed this idea and this well just your how you were gifted at at training and mm-hmm. training athletes and in 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 sports specific areas as well right yeah growing up locally there was there were always coaches that i had been involved with in the weight room and they were basketball, baseball, wrestling, football. I worked out with all of those coaches because they liked my work ethic, even though I didn't play in those sports. And then in El Paso, there was a few coaches, um, like Olympic powerlifters that I had learned from, and I used that 
experience that I had with them to help Jack achieve his goals. You just kept picking up stuff along yeah. the way, didn't you? Yeah, and it was it was fun to to help him achieve his goals and then that was a point where God really spoke into my life and said, you know, this is something where you need to give back and not expect anything in return. And I did that full force and I still continue and strive to do that with the business. And that's the reason why we've been so successful is falling on that biblical principle of just giving and giving. And even with my first client, it was when he paid me for my time taking all that money and buying him protein and multivitamins and that way he could recover from the workouts. Yeah. So it was fun. Well, that's cool. Well, Marshall, tell tell us a little bit about how you came to know Jesus as your personal savior. I know that was younger, so you got Mm -hmm. to know Christ as you were going through a lot of your hockey experiences and stops along the way. Yeah, there were, it was, I'm learning more and more about how to properly follow, you know, having God being a part of my life has been a staple in everything that I've done. And he's shined the light on scenarios in in my life where it's just, it's very, very um, eye-opening. But as far as following him, it's just an ongoing learning experience. Um, and I think, I think I can't put a single staple moment of besides when I first asked for him into my life that um, stands out from any other part. But I do know that with this company, Jack City Fitness, it's kind of the way that he's redirected my path. Uh-huh. Um, and allowed me to help people and to give and to pour um, his ministry into their lives through health and fitness. Hmm. And your mom had an impact on you as far as accepting Christ. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and how when you accepted accepted Jesus. Yeah. Um, we were on my car bed, um, and we were. I think she just asked me, she said, do you want to bring God into your life? And it's funny because she doesn't really remember it as vividly as I do, but I remember reciting after her and accepting him into my life. And I remember being changed from, from that point forward. I could just always see him, you know, uh-huh. placing his hand in certain situations and helping out. And uh, it's very, very interesting. My mother was very involved with my walk. Um, she was always teaching me with words and reading from the Bible and devotionals, but my dad was showing me, mm-hmm. and that was the coolest part of my parents' involvement in my faith was that I had this application that my mother was teaching me by the words and the stories and the right. principles, but my dad, he just lived it out. His actions. Yeah. It wow. was very, very interesting. Wow. That's that's great. Well, and how did that help you knowing Christ and going through the these concussions? How did mm-hmm. how did the Lord help you get through that? Because I know sometimes for a lot of for a lot of people or for some people, you know, especially athletes or you know, they get an injury and you know, dreams or or that direction of life kind of comes to a dead end because of that injury. And mm-hmm. in this case with the concussions with you, how did the Lord help you through that? It was just another application of putting his purpose before your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still doing that today with, you know, little things here and there. But I just remember sitting down and, and 
thinking to myself, is it worth pursuing playing college hockey for this selfish enjoyment um, because I enjoy it? Or do I want to have a family and raise kids right. and, and live out my experience to help other people find their purpose and God, God's path? Wow. Um, and it wasn't very hard because of the way that he rewarded me by giving me people to help and um, a company to build and then a wife that, you know, wants to sh- share the same message as I. Um, it's just been pretty easy now that I'm looking back. It's just like blessings in disguise. It's You drop one thing, but then really God has a bigger plan and a better plan for you. Yeah. How long have you been married? Um, I said nine years, just as a joke, but um, I think it's four. Uh-huh. I always like to double it just to make her feel better about it. And, and you've got some kids too, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> baby boy, but he likes to say he's a big boy. He's almost three. Uh-huh. And then we just had a baby girl uh, three months ago, That's three great. or four months ago. And your wife is involved there at Jack City as well, right? Yes. She's a nutrition specialist. Um, she loves to talk about food and help people um, change the habits that they have with eating. Yeah. She's really good at it. I know we were visiting earlier. You told me about your breakfast. It sounded really good. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Well, Marshall, we sure appreciate your support of FCA, too. I know you mm-hmm. guys at Jack City Fitness um, have been supporting FCA over the years. and. Uh, um, I know you guys, uh, for those who don't know where it's at, it's uh, off of Franklin over there uh, mm-hmm. near Bishop Kelly and uh, in Boise on the north side of Franklin. Is that Allen, Allenbaugh? Off yep, of Allenbaugh? that's correct. And uh, how long have you been there at, Jack, at that location? We've been at that location for three years now. And before that, we were in a very small, ten times smaller location off of Fairview and Mitchell. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the way we got into our building was just... A miracle. I don't know if any of the listeners are familiar with owning a business or expanding a business, but if you think you know where you want to be as far as a location, it's just interesting how God will say, well, that's where you think you should be, but really you should be here. <laughs> um, every time I drive around town with friends, I'll just point out, oh, hey, we were almost there. We were almost there. We were almost there. But, you know, God had our plan to be across from Bishop Kelly. So. Well, it's a neat, I've been in it a, a few times, and mm-hmm. man, it's just this beautiful facility, lots of great equipment, and yeah. uh, I know that you guys uh, um, you guys do a lot of great things with a lot, a lot of athletes there, don't you? Yeah, we consider anybody that has a specific goal to be an athlete, so even if somebody's trying to lose weight so they can have fun with their kids running around the backyard or... Um, say you're recovering from a surgery like a knee or a hip we consider you an athlete because that's the way that people are motivated the most is based on a specific goal yeah well that's cool yeah. well marshall man the time's gone by really fast and we <laughs> get about a minute left here but i just wanted uh i know you've been involved with fca over the years like we said now you know since the spring you've been just joined our board real quickly why why get involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for you and for other people out there maybe listening? The reason I'm involved with FCA is because it's a guaranteed um, focus towards helping people get involved with Christ and get involved with His purpose. Um, everything is so focused towards that that it's it's overwhelming. It's it's very relieving to know that whenever you help out with something FCA, that you're doing what God wants you to do in your life, no matter if it's 
keeping you up late because you're, you know, donating your time or efforts. It's just it's towards that greater purpose. That's cool. Well, I know we've been talking about some hockey opportunities, and oh, we yeah. need to get on that. And, yes, because uh, I think it'd be a great way to to reach out into the hockey world. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, if you're out there listening and you love hockey, you've got some <laughs> some kids or some some co- you know some coaches out there that that want to get into uh, you know F- CFCA combined with hockey and do some outreach kinds of events, you know, start praying about that, mm-hmm. and then uh, you can get in touch with us at our on our website at fcaidaho.org, or you can get in touch with Marshall at Jack City Fitness. Yep. There. So, well, Marshall, it's been a blessing and mm-hmm. to visit with you on the air today. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Well, folks, um, again, we've been visiting today with Marshall Weber, uh, owner and operator and, and fitness trainer. And, and do you have any other titles there at Jack City? Uh, seven different distinctions in <laughs> exercise science, but we don't need to go through those, so you're good. Well, <laughs> believer. There you yeah, go. believer in Jesus Christ. So, well, Marshall, again, thank you so much for being on the air today. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You